1: is packs what she said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and
2: Maggie Loney.
1: So, we've done kind of our all three phases overhaul. What are like our major takeaways from this season? Like we're walking away from this and we're looking forward and we're saying what?
2: I don't know if this is like maybe too nostalgic and you can yell at me and I'll pick something that's more um like stats driven or stats based, but if this was Aaron Rodgers last season, like it, it really sucks that this is how it ended with the struggles that we saw on offense and the frustration. And, you know, he said, obviously you can't ride off into the sunset, but you had two MVP seasons. The Packers got really close. They made huge playoff pushes. They were winning 13 games and they felt like world beaters. And then if this is how this offense fizzles out, like it just felt like a really sad gray area of a way to close the window. And we kind of talked about this in the lions recap, but my major takeaway, I guess, you know, looking at this more holistically, was just that despite all of the promising pieces on offense, you know, and your your rookie wide receivers, despite all of the really nice selections that have been made on defense and the way that that era is hopefully trending up, maybe not with the coordinator, the window is closed. And I think that is the major takeaway from this season, is you can have a really good roster or at least really good pieces of a roster, and it's not enough to keep the window propped open.
1: Yeah, I agree with you 100%. I think the Packers feel like they are behind the eight ball right now when it comes to other teams. And that's kind of a scary place to be in the NFL. Um, you never want to be staying stagnant, and you certainly never want to be, you know, prolonging something that isn't giving you the results that you want. And I think it's super unfortunate that the Matt LaFleur era didn't get Aaron Rodgers back to another Super Bowl because there were definitely opportunities. 2020 and 2021 were those opportunities. And now it's done. And I understand why the Packers decided to pay. You know, he won back to back MVPs. Like, of course, you want to bring him back and see if he can do it again a third time. I kind of understand this season, but this sort of half ass new age rebuild old age stuck in the mud is I think this season like clearly showed like, you've got to pick a lane and stick with it. And to me, the only lane that's going to get them the end goal that they want, which is everyone's end goal in the NFL is a super bowl. Like, unfortunately I think the lane is moving on and like tearing it down and rebuilding and they have are gonna they're just prolonging the pain the cap space pain the Aaron Rodgers retiring what does he do trade blah 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 pain like i don't do you want to go through another offseason of that like i don't <laughs> i don't i don't want to go through another offseason of this and i think it's going to end up potentially like hurting a head coach that you can't really properly evaluate until he has another quarterback and it's going to end up hurting players who are in their primes who are you know, not going to be able to like live up to a full potential, whether it's in their offense or defense, it's just, um, they're like the wound is bleeding and there's like, there's band-aids on them and you just, you got to get into surgery and close them up and like move on. Um, and it it is unfortunate. I agree with you. It like nostalgia is real. We are fans. It's the fan podcast. Like, Aaron Rodgers deserved another Super Bowl. It's super disappointing that his last pass at Lambeau could potentially be an interception. It's super disappointing that his last season was this statistically bad, that he didn't make it to the playoffs. But, like, in my mind, like, fairytale endings don't exist. Like, a handful of guys get them. Peyton Manning got one. Tom Brady could have had one. He chose not to, like, ride out into the sunset with it. You know, we watched – I, I hate to bring it back to Big Ben because he's, like, one of my least favorites. But, like, you watched Big Ben last season, you know, and, like, this is how it ends. This is this is just how it ends sometimes. And I think Packers fans going to have to, like, wrap their minds around the fact that, like, the fairy tale is not going to happen here.
2: Yeah, I think we're stuck right now in Packers purgatory. And yeah. it's just, you know, like, this middle ground of... And it's what you said after the Lions recap that our friend of the show, Andy Herman, always talks about where you've got all these other teams that are making massive sweeping changes every year because they want to get better. And yes, the Packers took a wide receiver, but they lost one. Yes, they drafted, you know, a couple key pieces, but it just felt like, you know, and part of it was a cap space issue, but it felt like every other team was swinging for the fences and the Packers are like bunting to get on first base. And they're just going to see that if they get to first base, like maybe they can steal a base or like, you know, and it just, I think that was so tricky for this team is just, you you see the the entire division doing it. And I think that's prolonging the purgatory and prolonging the gray area. And now the decisions are going to hurt worse and they're going to get harder. And I, I don't want to put too much on Matt LaFleur. And I don't think he's like, I don't think his seat is hot or anything, but it is going to be really unfortunate if, like in a season or two he were to lose his job and move on and we don't get to see him explore a different quarterback, you know, like you don't want his legacy to solely be tied to Aaron Rodgers. I think is what I'm trying to say, because I think that would be a discredit to him and what he could do in his career with somebody else under center.
1: Yeah. I love that bunting analogy so much. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I mean this season show, like everything was so hard, everything that should be easy was so, so very difficult. And I know we've talked a lot about biggest disappointments, but do you have one in particular that like you would point to and be like, this, this to me was the biggest letdown?
2: I think that's really hard because every... Like, even the Aaron Rodgers interceptions, like, I think a lot of that I can find, like, you know, some type of excuse for, like, the receivers were injured, he was trying to get on the same page with them, the offensive line wasn't holding up, you know, he was dealing with injuries, so I can make more excuses, maybe, for the offensive side of the ball, I think maybe it was the secondary, honestly, and they played well in spurts, but you know, we were talking about Adrian Amos and Darnell Savage, even last season, we were talking about them as one of the best safety tandems in the entire NFL. And it felt like both of them just completely disappeared in 2022. And I think they both finished the season with one pick. They had like a handful of passes defense to piece And I think, you know, for all of the table pounding that we did about thinking a safety was a top priority in the draft. Now they're going to draft one, you know, in like the second or third round would be my guess. And that room's going to look different. And, you just had an opportunity to have such a successful core that we were all really excited about. You know, I remember in our preseason shows, we were like, who do you throw at? You can't throw at Jaguar. You can't throw at Rasul Douglas, blah, blah, blah. Well, it turns out you could throw at the safeties. (laughs) That was it. You
1: can throw at all of them to be quite honest with you. Um, Yeah, I would, I would agree with you. Um, The secondary was going to be my, my pick of just like all of that talent, just really like not living up to expectations I, our next superlative is what the most shocking part of the season was. And I think this is where we're going to talk about the red zone Um, because all these stats came out today about the Packers offense inside the 10 yard line. And I knew it was bad. I didn't know it was this bad. Um, So just to put it in perspective, right in 2020 and 2021, Aaron Rodgers had respectively 40 touchdowns and 32 touchdowns inside the 10 yard line. Great numbers, beautiful numbers, expected numbers from Aaron Rodgers. In 2022, he had 17. Like, think about how stark of a difference that is. Like, that's appalling. Same with rushing, right? Aaron Jones had 10 rushing touchdowns inside the 10 between the 2020 and the 2021 seasons. I think, I still think that's not enough for him. I still think they don't use him enough in the red zone. He had zero this season. Zero touchdowns from inside the 10. Think about how many goal-to-go situations the Packers were in this season. Even just the Lions game. First and five, first and three. Blah, blah, blah. No touchdowns for Aaron Jones. Like, this is, and I don't know if this is, like, a Nathaniel Hackett loss. If this is just, like, a you know, a brain drain of offensive minds because like Luke Gutsy left, etc. But you don't have Devonta Adams who was basically automatic down there. There's probably lots of variables, but like those numbers to me are so shockingly awful. Even with like the difficulty of this offense and like their inability to kind of like move the ball consistently. Like you got Aaron Rodgers down there and he threw 17 touchdowns. That's just inexcusable. And like, no wonder they lost so many games. You can't win games if you're not scoring touchdowns.
2: Yeah. I think, you know, that's a really good one. We talked about the way that this offense struggled in the red zone. And we talked about that, like a detriment of the season was going to be settling for field goals, which we saw them do a lot. You know, Mm -hmm. we talked about prior to the lions game, how there's no way that this offense can put up nine points again. They didn't do much better, you know, 20 to 16. Okay. They got a touchdown. They still kicked three field goals. Like, you know, they had moments all season where they should have been able to put games away and they didn't um, my most shocking part, which honestly it shouldn't be a shock at all, but I guess it's just the forever optimist in me that, you know, tries to look for a, a silver lining each season. I'll say the run defense again, because we had Kenny Clark, we brought in Jaron Reed, you drafted Vontae Wyatt, TJ Slayton was coming into a second season. You just felt like it was a defensive line group that you could be really proud of. The depth was there you had Preston Smith and Rashawn Gary setting the edge. And, you know, some of this obviously could be due to the Gary loss. I don't want to put that all on the defensive line, but Kenny Clark had a down season. You know, the rest of the defensive line had a pretty down season. And they were still like 28th in the league against the Rush. And I think that, again, you know, you get like flashbacks to how the Packers have lost some his- historically significant games, not to keep going back to the 49ers game, you know, in the NFC championship, but it's just. It's a perpetual problem that has yet to be fixed. So I think that to me is really disappointing. And until the Packers are able to get a handle on a run defense, you know, whatever that looks like, maybe it's I don't know if it's achievable with Joe at coordinator, but I think that defensive regression has been really frustrating. That and the the sheer number of missed tackles when the Packers were the best tackling defense in the league in twenty twenty one.
1: Yeah, just fundamentals, just lost fundamentals. I really think this team needs to like take a step back and look and just like start from the ground up. And I don't know if they're going to do that. So I completely agree with you. This has been a very long episode. So (laughs) if you're still listening, I appreciate you. I think we'll wrap with. Bold predictions. Um, I feel like you and I will always take a positive spin. So I do want to like kind of look ahead and think, like, what can the Packers do to get better? Because I think there are plenty of things to look for. So I'll let you go first.
2: I-, I don't really think it's bold. You know, like I think when we talked about this pre-show, we were like, are there going to be any coaching changes? It sounds like there aren't right? Like, you know, maybe they'll bring in Nathaniel Hackett as like an offensive associate or like, they'll come up with some type of creative title to maybe bring in some guys. I know there were rumors on Twitter this morning of Michael LaFleur being fired. And it turns out those were not true. He got um,
1: fired while we were recording this. I was going to wait for this section to. Okay.
2: Something. Well then please talk about it because I, I think this is fascinating. So go ahead.
1: So the jets parted ways with offensive coordinator, Michael LaFleur, obviously Matt LaFleur's brother. If, You didn't know that you're probably living under a rock. Um, And Robert Sala has allowed him to seek any opportunities that he wants. So they're not doing what Kyle Shanahan did, which was like limit where he can interview. Personally, this was going to be my, one of my bold projections. I have two. Um, Personally, I think he comes to green Bay, right? Matt wanted him from the get-go. Shanahan said no. So when Sala left, he brought him, you know, with him to the Jets because there was no competition really between the 49ers and the Jets. They're in two different conferences, but now Mike is basically a free agent, if you will, and he can go anywhere. So why would he not come join his brother? Again, it it would have to mean potentially a demotion from his previous role as offensive coordinator because they have an offensive coordinator and I don't think they're going to get rid of Stenovich, but there's certainly room for more creative offensive minds So I wouldn't be surprised if Hackett and Michael Fleur ended up in Green Bay in some capacity.
2: Yeah, I think, and again, like, I don't want to keep, you know, talking about Aaron Rodgers negatively. He was one of my favorite players of all time. You know, he will be when he retires. But I just think that there's a lot for us to be excited about. You know, and if Aaron Rodgers comes back, too, I think that this offense can get really creative. But thinking about, you know, Michael Fleur coming back, if they put Nathaniel Hackett in some type of, capacity as like an assistant or you know consultant the sheer number of offensive minds that you can get in the room I think can come up with some really creative things you know we've (laughs) we pounded the table for pony package a lot this season didn't see it used that much saw the Jets use it pretty creatively uh pretty effectively so I think that you know with just kind of a an injection of creativity this offense can get back to um you know, some, some 2020, 2021, like gold zone, quote unquote numbers. Um, I think my concern again, is just for the defensive side of the ball. And it's, there's not really a bold prediction here, but I think that if Joe Barry comes back, the season's going to end in disappointing fashion. And I don't think that's bold at all to say.
1: I totally agree with you. Um, I would really like to see the Packers bring in like a young, exciting defensive coordinator, like, um, like they did with Matt when they brought him in as head coach, like I want, I understand why he may be someone like established, but at this point, like I want someone that the guys are going to get like juiced up to play for. Right. Like someone who's like on the sidelines, like Robert Sala was when he was the 49ers DC. Like that's the energy and the vibe that I think these guys need not. And this is no hate to Joe Barry. Like, I'm sure that he is a wonderful coach, but when you've got super young guys, like, how much can Joe Barry relate to Quay Walker or to even Jair Alexander? Like, what is the energy and like relatability that he brings to the guys on this team? Like, I don't think they like get up to play for him. And I think that's what they need. They need cohesion. Um, my last bold prediction is the Packers are going to make a decision this offseason about the quarterback position. Yeah. Like Jordan Love is not sitting for another season. He's not going to sit for a fourth year. Either we are going to be rooting for the Jordan Love led Green Bay Packers in 2023, or that man is not going to be on this roster any longer. I personally think that getting rid of him is a huge mistake. You invested a first round pick in him enough to piss off your quarterback cause all that drama for no reason. And quite frankly, I mean, I saw him at training camp. I, we saw him play in limited fashion. We've heard all the quotes from guys internally. The guy looks good and I think he's ready to be a starter and I don't want to wait any longer to see him. And like, it's a hard thing to say again, as someone who's like that, then that means that the Aaron Rodgers era is over And that's a whole nother thing that I will like deal with when I we cross that bridge. But they are going to make a decision on him this offseason.
0: Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Republic. this is a national contest
2: I agree um I it's not really a bold prediction but talking about guys you'd get up for to play defense I would really love it if the Packers um could somehow get Brian Flores to come in and be defensive coordinator but it's not gonna happen um I love love that I would love that Uh, really, really quickly because this show has gone way longer than we anticipated. Do you have any picks for a wild card weekend? I know obviously on this show, we will be actively rooting against the Minnesota Vikings, but any, uh, you know, NFC, AFC games you're most excited about players, your teams are rooting all the way. Not really.
1: I'm actually not like that intrigued by these games, but I'm officially a bills fan for the foreseeable future. So that's who I'll be rooting for. Um, I love an underdog story, but I will not be rooting for Brock Purdy and the 49ers. Um, and, yeah, I just think I just think that like this season feels like the destiny for the Buffalo Bills. So I'm hopping on that bandwagon.
2: Yeah, I agree. I mean, the Bills obviously would be my team to go all the way in the AFC. Um, if they can't, Chargers would be fun for our friend Corey Lindsley. Um, looking forward to the hosting the Chargers at Lambeau Field next season. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I guess in the NFC maybe maybe the Eagles for a friend of the show, Jacob Westendorf his dad was a big Eagles fan, but I don't really like anybody in the NFC playoff picture, so um, I guess we're just going to be be AFC fans for the rest of this show, but any final thoughts before we wrap this thing up?
1: I just can't believe the season's over. I just feel like football went so 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 fast and the season like wasn't even that fun.
2: <laughs> Hopefully the
1: offseason's fun, you know. So um, the the football season always goes too fast. And now I guess we will look forward to draft season and we will look forward to being back up at training camp in August.
2: Yeah, there will be a lot for us to talk about whether Aaron stays, whether Aaron goes, whatever happens with the rest of the offense, rest of the defense, the coaching staff, big changes are coming the 1265, love them or hate them. I think that we can all agree that. This team is going to look very different in 2023. So thank you as always for listening to the show. You can find Pax What She Said everywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts. Make sure you download the episodes. You can find the podcast on Twitter at PWSS Podcast. You can find Perry on Twitter at Perry underscore Goldstein. You can find me on Twitter at Maggie J. Loney. We'll be here all off season talking about everything that's happening around the NFL Um, and maybe likely some very big changes coming down the pike. So thank you again for listening. We'll be back next week after wildcard weekend. Go Pack Go. Go, Pack Go 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.